Hello, Empower Nation. Welcome to Empower Her Money Podcast. I am your host, Angela Duncan, speaker, best-selling author, serial entrepreneur, and we are talking all things money and business. Today's episode is sponsored by freemoneytipsbook.com. Freemoneytipsbook.com. Head over there and get your free ebook, Seven Tips to Get You Started on Your Financial Journey. Today's episode, I am interviewing Alexia, and she is the CEO of Alexia Global Group. She has run restaurants internationally and here in Miami from a very young age. And she's also going to talk about how to open a second business that is completely unrelated to your first business. Hi, welcome to the show today. How are you doing? Amazing, Angela. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm so excited for you to be on today. So why don't we start a little bit with your journey, kind of how you got to the businesses that you are running today? So since I was a little kid, I was an entrepreneur. I remember I was so different from my whole family. I was like four years old arranging a show so we could make some type of income. So my life was always geared towards entrepreneurship, but nobody in my family was an entrepreneur. So what I kept doing was just changing businesses, doing loaning money to my brothers and then making jewelry. And I knew since I was very young that I was going to have a business. I just didn't know what business it would be. Uh, so somehow my life guided me into culinary school. And that's when I said, I'm going to have a restaurant. So I dedicated the last 20 years actually learning and opening. Uh, I opened four restaurants in Greece. I sold them successfully. I run about 50 restaurant locations for a big corporation. And uh, two years ago, I actually opened my restaurant. And this year I opened an insurance uh, business as well. Awesome. What's the name of the restaurant? Because I know it's in Miami, correct? Well, it's in Miami. It's right out of, outside of the design district, and it's called Nude Pita, like naked, because our food is handmade and there's no preservatives and no hidden sugars. Ah, I'm going to definitely have to check it out because I live in Miami, too. So let's talk a little bit. Um, we'll start with the restaurant. How did you decide that you wanted to open your own restaurant here in Miami? Well, I guess it was it was always a dream. And my dream was to have 50 locations of whatever concept I would come up with. And, um, you know, after running the 50 locations for that big corporation, I felt like I was equipped to open my restaurant. My first restaurant was in Greece. I was 25 at the time. And wow. I grew four locations while we had a recession. Uh, so when the time was right, I exited. But I always had, I want to go back into the restaurant business. Um, so I actually went to school at FIU. I got my bachelor's from there in hospitality management. Again, very focused in restaurants. So I really liked Miami. So when I sold my, my company in Greece, I came right back to Miami. And I said, you know what? I just feel more comfortable living in Miami. Uh, so obviously the progression went into learning a little bit more how to have multiple restaurants and then feeling comfortable uh, to open again two years ago, right at the end of the pandemic. Ah, so talk about a little bit of the difference of owning a restaurant in Greece and what you had to learn to own a restaurant here in the U.S. Great, great question. So number one, I'm going to go, it's not even the country, it's mostly my mentality. Uh, I was 25, very eager 
very cocky as well, because I, I had already received multiple awards for best Greek chef at that time. So I thought I was going to be amazing. So running a business and being a chef are two completely different things. So mm. even though I went to school for hospitality management and I learned the accounting, when you are hands-on, you also have to have the capacity as a person to be a business owner. Mm-hmm. You know, I always overcame things in my life and I found solutions, but on the restaurant, they become extremely difficult problems for you to solve. So as a 25 year old, I, I did get very, very overwhelmed. And especially because nobody in my family or anybody I knew was in the restaurants in Greece. So I couldn't really have any mentorship. Um, so in Greece, it, it took a very long time for me to open the restaurant. It took a huge investment. And also that was a, a big mistake on my part. And I like to share that because I don't want people to do the same thing. I built the restaurant from the beginning. So I spent a lot of money. Uh, so now when I came to the U.S., I had the maturity and the experience to go for a restaurant that was already prepared and ready with all of their permits. So I opened within two weeks, whereas in Greece, I opened in seven months. Wow. Uh, so that was one lesson. Uh, the other one is the taxation is a little bit different in Greece. And uh, we have to have insurance in Greece to actually operate a restaurant in the United States. You don't have to do that. Uh, plugging in the insurance uh, thing that I'm doing now so that was different as well um and also in Greece there's some things behind the scenes that I could not share but anyways not the whole community is with you when you open a restaurant there's a lot of things that are happening that I don't allow you to be a free entrepreneur there's a lot of people that enter and they try to take a piece of your business in the U.S. we don't have this situation so it feels way more comfortable to own a business and progress in you because of your value, the value of your restaurant, the value of your uh, service, the value of your food. So it doesn't make little things. Very nice. Now, so you decided that you had too much time on your hands and you wanted to go ahead and launch another company. Let's talk about how you decided to go with the insurance and kind of what you're doing with that now. So first of all, I didn't have too much time in my hands. My expertise is always to set up systems and make sure I have the business operating properly. So I invest usually three to six months of my time in whatever new business I do so I could set up the systems. And then I hire the best people. I take care of them and I allow the machine to work, basically. I'm always there to mentor, to motivate. Uh, But yes, I had a lot of time in my hands. And I had a friend of mine who is, we call her the GOAT of the insurance. She was the number one insurance agent in the United States last year that she was doing really well with insurance and she made me understand the need for insurance uh, and she thought I would be really great at it because of uh, who I am and my past. Uh, So I decided to start this new business uh, selling uh, health insurance Um, and so far it has been very fulfilling because there's so many people out there in the United States that they don't know that actually insurance could be affordable and we don't only need to sign up November 1st to December, we could sign up the whole year. So Mm -hmm. it feels good to protect people. And my name is Alexia, which means the protector. So I was like, this is such a good thing for me. That's why I felt right, uh, comfortable as soon as I started doing it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how do you tie in the companies? Are you able to or do you still need to kind of keep them separate? You know, you say you put teams in place. That's awesome. So how do you continue to run two businesses that are very different in what they're doing? 
Correct. So that's a great question. So the number one thing is I do have a general manager at my restaurant whom I talk to every single day to make sure that we meet our targets. And again, I made sure that there were systems and procedures that they need to follow uh, to have consistency in their results. And then there's inspiration. I make sure that I keep him inspired, motivated with some targets, and also to understand the why of whatever we're doing. I do. Uh, so right now, I actually am in Tampa because I needed to do extensive training for insurance. So I've been away for three months. Uh, so, so far, we've been managing the restaurant very well. We have progress every single week, even on the slow periods of Miami that, you know, in restaurants, they're really, really bad. Um, but basically, the systems and making sure that he's the right person for the position and on my side, inspiring him and holding him accountable for the targets that we placed. And as far as insurance, it goes the same thing. Again, I'm creating the procedures at this time um, and I'm making sure that the people that I hire, they're the right people. So eventually it could be a well-oiled machine. So yeah, so what I'm hearing from you, the nuggets and takeaways is first, you want to set up the right systems in place to maybe automate and make the, the, the everyday of the business um, move more smoothly without having you do everything. So systems are very important. And then number two, hiring the right person making sure that you're teaching them what your expectations are, but also inspiring them so that they want to work for you and they want to do well in that capacity as well. So that's some really good things there. So what's next for you? Where do you see yourself going from here? Uh, I definitely see, um, I am in talks with different people about having the concept of nude pita in other restaurants as an um, online concept, because I do have 13 online concepts running from that one location. And a lot of people liked that type of system to bring extra income. So for nude pita, the plan is to put it in more kitchens and make sure that I help out other restaurateurs to have extra income. Um, and I'm always uh, entertaining the idea of a second location, but for now, I think that would be the first step. And as far as the insurance goes, I actually do have an office right next to the restaurant. So my plan is to grow the team into multiple agents. So altogether, we could protect people. Very nice. And you have an upcoming webinar that you're going to be doing. Talk about that a little bit. Yes. So um, so I created a webinar for business owners and self-employed individuals to let them know how insurance works and how, uh, first of all, what is insurance? Why do we need it? And I always get very passionate when I think about that the number one reason why people actually lose their business or they go into uh, bankruptcy is because they didn't have health insurance and they accumulated a lot of medical bills. Mm -hmm. So I will talk a little bit about that and how easy it is to actually choose the right insurance for the budget and the needs of a specific individual, where to get it, and basically what is the best option for them and their business, because I also do some businesses. Okay. Um, yeah, because I think a lot of business owners, they think that this is just going to be an added expense. It's not something that they can afford, but they don't realize that there are different plans that could fit in their budget as well, right? And not only that, for a self-employed and for business owner, it's completely tax deductible. So it just makes complete sense to offer something to your employees that will retain them, that they feel like they're cared from the owner, protects them. But as well for them, they don't give their money to Uncle Sam. They actually invest it in something that will have a return for them. Yeah. So you have two locations close together. So that's a good idea, too. That way you're not you know, spreading yourself too thin, running to two different locations. When you were seeking out that type of location, what were some things that were important to you to find in order for your business to be there? 
Uh, visibility was number one for this location. So it's right on Biscayne. And as you know, Biscayne is actually a very visible street. So that's like free advertisement there. No matter how many Facebook ads we do, how many Instagram reels we do, if people, there's so many cars passing by in front of the restaurant that there's never a way that I could actually reach them online unless I invest like a lot of money. So mm -hmm. that was really important. Uh, the curb appeal, of course. And the third thing that was very important is that the location that I find was completely built out and I'm just you know putting a little bit of lipstick so I could open as fast as possible yeah success loves speed I hear that term often so mm -hmm. that that's very important because you could have spent months and months and months building out that space which means you have no revenue coming in and that's just an added expense for you as well and you have to pay rent. So you actually have expenses on top of that. Yeah. And I went through that and I said I was very specific on the way that I looked for my future restaurant. Yeah. Very nice. So you you have hired some key employees to help you run. Where do you find or what have you found successful when you're looking to hire someone? Where do you look? That's a fantastic question because I also do coaching and I just had this conversation today with the person that I coach because he's opening a location she's trying to hire. So obviously we have Indeed that is really major, but where I find success is you find one person that is great. That person knows a lot of people that they're also looking for the job and they share the same values. So what has been really successful for me is just hiring like that general manager that I've hired. He basically brings every single employee that we have in. Um, and I have a, a couple of people that just walked in, we had a great interview and I hired them. I do think that what is really important when hiring, other than, you know, putting an ad on Indeed or, or spreading it with uh, other people in your team, is to be open and know that you are able to find really good people out there. Because I noticed that most time people cannot find people because they think they cannot. Mm -hmm. I go in a consulting job and I say we're going to find the perfect person and the, the, the owner starts getting in the same mentality and really great people show up and also what I love to see in people is not only who they are right now but who could they be in the future everybody that walks in for an interview I'm looking for my next manager so mm -hmm. can this person be taught to become a manager at some point yeah, I love first that positive thinking, what you're putting out into the universe. I'm going to find that person. Then it happens, right? Because you're actively looking for it. And then two, you look towards the future because you want to build you want to build as a business owner, but you also want to help them build too. So you're thinking, is this person someone that's going to be able to grow with me? And can I train them and inspire them to continue on their journey too? So I love both of those points. So um, one last piece of advice, what could you give to our audience um, as a serial entrepreneur many times? Um, what else should we be looking for? I think what is really important is to understand that everything is in our head, meaning that we are able and capable for everything. We will run into problems. Mm -hmm. We need to know that we can overcome them and come up with a solution to overcome them and kind of remove a little bit the emotional aspect. So whenever, if I ever feel stressed, which I don't feel stressed anymore. When I was 25, I was a wreck. I was crying every single day. But nowadays I just say, okay, we have a problem. What are you going to do about it? And I start jotting down my ideas. And what I notice is all my friends that are entrepreneurs, that's what they do. It's not that everything is nice and smooth. It's that they have the answer for every problem. So what I'm saying is remove a little bit of emotion, think about your original plan and what was your state of mind when everything was calm and you were ambitious and excited. 
don't start operating from a place of lack of fear or anything like that. You always have to go back to your clarity of mind and make your decisions from that aspect. Uh, mm. So also think of your problems before they arise. So you have already the solution with a clear mind. That's very good. A lot of that comes from mindset too. So going back to having that positive mindset and knowing that you have that growth mentality as well. So that's really cool. So um, I have a fun question for you, totally off topic of business, but if you could have a superpower, what would you pick and why? Superpower. So I always say my superpower you know what I would like to do is I would like to be able to help everybody to be independent, have the path that they want to have in their life, whatever that path could be, and be able to like go like this. And then I give you the whole positive energy and the power and the determination and stamina to be able to achieve your dreams. Like, I don't want to be invisible. I don't want to be fast. I just want to be able to give the people to power to go through with whatever their dreams might be. Okay, awesome. Well, that was incredible. So, um, Alexia, if someone wants to get in touch with you, whether or not they want to join the webinar, come to your restaurant, how is the best way for them to reach you? So I do have Instagram. That's the way we go. So my account there is CEO Alexia, A-L-E-X-I-A. And for all my cooking things and restaurant things is Chef Alexia. So those two accounts are really good to reach me. And for the webinar, it will be the CEO. That's very awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I truly appreciate it. Congratulations on your success. And I can't wait to continue to watch you on your journey. It's very inspiring. So thank you for today. Thank you, Angela. And you already have the superpower. With this, you're giving everybody the hope and the tools to keep moving forward in entrepreneurship. So thank you for doing that. Yeah. So that wraps up another episode of Empower Her Money. I am your host, Angela Duncan inspiring story today. So if you'd love to learn more, make sure to follow on Instagram and anything that you've learned today, put it into action, have a positive mindset and hire the right people. Those were my takeaways from today. Thank you again. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for tuning into another episode of Empower Her Money podcast. Make sure you leave me a five-star review, share this podcast, subscribe and share the message.